0: If your whole identity is wrapped up into what you can do with a football, basketball, baseball, or, you know, whatever, golf club. If that's your entire identity, once that's taken away from you, that's when you're going to struggle. Because now what do you have? And it's those people who, you know, have more to themselves, more layers, and use the basketball, football, baseball, golf club as a tool to build on who they really are as a human being that that makes that transition. And for me, I always looked at myself as being more than just an athlete. That's why I entitled my first book Before and Beyond the Game. Uh, because before the game, I was Desmond Clark. After the game, I'm still gonna be Desmond Clark.
1: This is the Angles of Latitude podcast, session number 192 with professional athlete turned financial advisor Desmond Clark.
2: This is squadron leader confirming hostiles inbound. Prepare for battle. What you're about to hear is the integration
1: of life. Clarity is power. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right liberty. We choose to go to the moon. It's happening. And all things geek. Yeah, I'm not sure I know how to answer that. Uh,
0: You got a badass over here.
2: Welcome to the Angles of Latitude podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, JC Preston, connector of amazing people and great ideas. And joining me as co-host in this session is Yael Johnson, founder of The Life teaches foundation. If this is your first time joining in, this is the show where we bring you a life lessons or a message from successful entrepreneurs, experts, athletes, and artists so that you too can find and execute your own personal mission and live a lifestyle that you're proud of. And now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you might have heard me use football analogies when I come to describing success principles and leadership. And having been a fan of the Indianapolis Colts since the mid-90s, Peyton Manning was definitely an idol of mine during my college years, and oh, I've, you know, I've always enjoyed hearing how he and his teammates would go above and beyond the requirements of the team. You know, they'd find times to get together during the off season as well as put in work to make sure that the fundamentals were locked into muscle memory. Can't necessarily say that was the case about the defense from year to year. But as I've met other successful athletes since then, I've realized that it's one thing to commit to excellence on the field, but it's a totally another thing to commit to that same level off the field. And when I learned about the two books that Desmond had uh, written and the speaking that he does, uh, I quickly realized he was one of the, the people that you could say was a complete package when it came to applying success principles in his life. And as we'll hear in today's chat, what enabled him to have success in the NFL was also the same standard he used to get there and even uses today in business. So some of the more specific topics that we'll be talking about today include where his vision of success came from, his perspective on success and failure in life and what both of those really mean, and his mindset towards meeting and working with others. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys about the uh, resource Uncover Your Personal Mission. And in this chat, with Des, we will be learning how he's been able to maintain a high standard of excellence in his life. And over the years, his mission has always motivated him to get to that next level. However, many people struggle to find that meaning in their work. And typically speaking, many of those folks are left seeking something they can't quite ask, let alone find a solution for. And in fact, it's been reported that 71% of employees are looking to change employers. So if you feel like you might be in that percentile somewhere, maybe it's time to focus on finding your own mission this new year. And if you think that might make a great next step, then my free resource, cover Your Personal Mission, might be for you. And in it, I walk you through the process of defining your own passion, purpose, and process, which I call the three Ps of your personal mission. And uh, once you have those exercises done, it'll be much easier for you to find a business model that fits you. So again, if you want help finding your own three Ps, you can grab this guide for free at newinceptions.com slash personal mission guide. Again, that's com slash personal mission guide. As always, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the conversation. Simply tag us on social media and uh, let us know what you're thinking. Also, be sure to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to the show on and doing so will not only get you involved, but it will help other people find the show as well. And as usual, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I'll be sure to read it in an upcoming session. And while you're at it, subscribe to the show as well, because that way you'll be notified whenever a new episode is available. Finally, if you need help in scaling your business, drop us a message at newinceptions.com with any of your questions, whether you need advice in doing something better or a strategic introduction to other amazing people. We love to help our listeners in any way that we can, and show notes and show notes extras of the show can be found at newinceptions.com slash 192, and as always, I'll be on at the end of the show to fill you in on anything we might have missed. Hey everyone, this is JC Preston with Yael Johnson, founder of the Life Teachers Foundation. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome back to the show. Yael, what is up?
2: I am feeling great today. Thank you for asking. I've got a lot going on these days, and I've been noticing more and more about my own power in creating my own reality, and the importance of setting mm. and holding boundaries for myself and with other people.
1: Really interesting, interesting. That's uh, you know, that's, that's something that's definitely uh, I think a a characteristic that a lot of people are always kind of yes people, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I I think that. Being able to, to, to set your own boundaries is definitely something that you have to exercise, unfortunately, from time to time, I think. Yes. <laughs> but because we're so programmed to always be like always accommodating. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that's that's definitely uh, proud of you for that. That's that's, Thank that's you. great. You know, one, one of the things that I've been doing a ton of recently is, is networking, actually. And I've been using a, a past guest of the show, uh, Devin Johnson's product called Connected to help me with that. And add to that, I'm actually part of a, a handful of really well-rounded uh, networking events, and I have to admit, it's it's pretty interesting to be connected to all these folks. Um, even more interesting is that I have all kinds of opportunities available for me to plug into. And to be quite honest, it, it can be kind of over, um, kind of overwhelming. And uh, but I I think that's in and a good way, and it's, it's a good problem to have. Um, and I think this whole process wouldn't have really started if I hadn't really had this full realization myself of what my strengths are recently and and these these strengths lie in essentially being a connector and an advisor uh, today we're actually speaking with someone um, that knows this world all too well that it, what it's like to discover his own strengths. I actually met him in one of the networking events that uh, I'm a part of, and in fact, he's uh, been able to include this lesson and many others. Uh, in his book, uh, Principles of Winning, he is a keynote speaker, philanthropist, and a former NFL athlete and works with people on all levels to pursue their inner excellence. Today, we're speaking with Des Clark, who can be found at DesClarkSpeaks.com. Desmond, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Great, fantastic. Thank you. It's It's really great, again, to have you on. And, you know, we've been looking to, to do this for some time, and I really enjoyed uh the second book of yours, one of the things that stuck with me in it is that like many leaders, you seem to have determined your own personality early on. And like you, uh, you know, I wasn't really defined by those around me. And it seems like you were kind of in that same boat. Looking back, I mean, where do you think that that, that early leadership mentality came from?
0: Um, I, I think really it just came came from the trials and tribulations of life. And being self-aware enough to look back at those things and under, understand what I what I didn't want and what I did want and, and really be, that's when I became the leader of myself. And mm-hmm. once I became the leader of myself and understood, hey what do I want to do in life? other people just naturally kind of just bonded to me and I was able to share my experiences and, and my thought processes with them. And it kind of happened naturally over time, but I I really think it started with me just just wanting to lead myself in a in a different direction than I seen early on in life.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah, that's that's powerful, you know. And and I think for a lot of people, they become you know victims of that. A lot of times, if if it's a bad situation, they kind of feel like they're stuck. You know, and I I give you props for being able to be like, I don't identify with this situation. I feel out of place. You know, I can be something else than that, which is, you know, a lot of people, again, don't have that that awareness. Right.
0: And, and, you know, I I can't take total, total credit for that. It it was a lot of people along the way that gave me glimpses and, and gave me outlooks, different outlooks that allow me to process within myself that i had choices that i didn't have to do the things that um were going to take me down the wrong path i didn't have to do the things that were going to lead into a you know a mediocre or subpar life i did see on occasion the the possibilities of doing something different i i was presented on occasion with words of wisdom from People that may have um had some type of significance in their life that that spoke that into into me and, and and just gave me just that little bit of glimpse and exposure to say, yeah there's something else here that can be done
1: mm-hmm. and so one of those things like you know i I grew up as a as a someone that was in football peewee you know middle school high school, and that's where for me the train stopped because it was like okay time to kind of focus on your career and go to school and, you know, what are you going to be the rest of your life? And for a lot of people, that's, that's definitely the reality, but for you, and I've noticed that a lot of elite athletes really have that kind of vision on an early, an earlier age that, you know, they're going to not only go to school to play their sport, but then, you know, if they're, if they're really highly recruited, there then they actually have a chance of becoming you know going to that professional level like you did um and i think kind of going back to what you were saying it takes a a lot of work to for one get to the nfl let alone be successful on it and definitely takes a lot of vision how do you think that you were able to work on that vision was it kind of related to what you were saying that here are the glimpses and how would you were you able to stick to those that vision?
0: Yeah, it, it, there was never a vision uh, uh, or a plan to be a professional athlete. <laughs> that just mm-hmm. kind of happened over time. But the plan was uh, in in high school to use athletics to get me into college because I, I seen that once once I got to high school, okay, people actually go. I mean, they're they're signing these letters of intent to go play football and basketball and all these other sports uh, for free. Uh, That that sparked something in me to say, okay, this is a way that I can fulfill a promise that I made to my mom that I was going to be successful. And really, at the time, success for me meant going to college, getting a good job. That's all I was focused on. First, I had to get to college and I found out I could use sports to get to college. Because that was really the only outlet that I seen for myself to to get there. Um, who was going to pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody had money. I didn't know anything about grants and loans and all of that. So at the time, I that wasn't even part of my thinking. Be good out here on the field, on the basketball court. And oh, they said that you have to get good grades too. Okay, so i go and get good grades. Um, but then once I got to college, year by year, as I kept measuring myself the first, the, the the best person at my position, and then the best person on the team, and then the best person in the ACC. The next year, it wasn't until after my junior year that I really started thinking, I can I can go to the next level with this. And now, what I what I tell people all the time, I I feel like that is the best way to get to that level is year by year. Trying to understand how you can be the best for where you're at right now. I think too many people, they look and they could have that was a dream. Let me say that. That was a dream. It wasn't a goal. It wasn't like a quote unquote vision. That was a dream. But when you have those dreams, you gotta start from where you're at and say, How can I be best at what I'm doing right now? So I could take that that next step to get towards that dream, if in fact I want to get there. So it, it just happened. It, it happened in, in that way, step by step of trying to accomplish the first thing first. And then once I accomplish that, then the next thing, then the next thing, and then lo and behold, wow, I have this opportunity <laughs> in front of me.
1: I think for a lot of the the folks that have made it maybe in Generation X and maybe you know, the the older millennials, like that seems to have been the thing. But then you look at someone like um, you know, Pat Mahomes today, that like mm-hmm. that's his like like that was his has been his career like almost from day one, it would seem like. I mean, even though he had the opportunity to be in baseball, right? He, you know, chose football, obviously. And it's just to me, someone that kind of grew up idolizing people like Peyton Manning, who again, he was another one of those those people that you know, from day one, this is almost what was expected of you-ish, right? And mm-hmm. it's just it's just cool to see that if that's not necessarily your plan, you can still make it. So, good.
0: Right. And even with those guys, I mean, especially with a Peyton and a, and a Mahomes who, whose families had the resources, it's still about constant, everyday improvement to get to that next level. And be good at that level that you're on and be the best at that level. Um, even if you have that overall vision of of making it to the NFL, like those two guys in particular, you know they had that vision at an early age because their parents were professional athletes. So mm-hmm. they had they 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 already had that as a as something that they could look at and look and say, okay, my dad did it, my you know, or whoever in the family made it. So I could see that as a possibility, but still they had to improve day by day, year by year at the level that they were on. And just think about how many people have that vision of wanting to make it. And, and that vision doesn't happen because they're, they're too concerned about the ultimate instead of working through the process.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Fast forward after the NFL career, because the people can read all they want to about it in, in your first one, and and just you know get to know you as a person because you have plenty of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when did you uh, realize it was actually time to transition into something another life and or a new identity? You know, a, a lot of athletes actually struggle with that.
0: Um, I'll address the second part of that first. I, I think a lot of athletes struggle with that transition because being an athlete was their identity. Mm-hmm. Um for me, I never took on just completely, hey, I'm I'm just an athlete. And I think more athletes today, more so than when, when I was playing, you know, they they understand that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But if your whole identity is wrapped up into what you can do with a football, basketball, baseball, or, you know, whatever, golf club, if that's your entire identity, once that's taken away from you, that's when you're going to struggle because now what do you have? And it's those people who, you know, have more to themselves, more layers and use the basketball, football, baseball, golf club as a tool to build on who they really are as a human being that, that makes that transition. And for me, I always... Looked at myself as being more than just an athlete. That's why I entitled my first book "Before and Beyond the Game," uh, mm-hmm. because before the game I was Desmond Clark. After the game, I'm still going to be Desmond Clark, and that transition it it wasn't it wasn't an easy transition because you got to figure out you know what's next for yourself, and just in that is, it, it could be difficult. But um, the transition happened. Uh, what I, I got released in the preseason of 2011. And I thought that, Hey, once I, you know, healed up, I was going to be out three, four weeks and somebody would pick me up but nobody called. And mm-hmm. then um, it was 2011 when I got released. Uh, And I thought I was going to be out, you know, three, four weeks uh, with my sprain MCL. And I, you know, a team would call and I would bounce back. Uh, no teams called. Um, and then it was like week eight or nine, the, the third tight end for the Chicago Bears went down, and he was out for the year. So I'm thinking, okay, naturally, the Chicago Bears would want me back. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I gave them a call, I said, hey, I'm still here. I'm in shape. I've been working out, blah, blah, blah. Let me, you know, what's, what's the um, chances of, of bringing me back? And they said, okay, we're going to give it some c- consideration. We'll call you the next day. And the next day they called and said, hey, we think that we're going to reserve this position for, you know, a younger tight end that we could develop. And when they hung up the phone, that's when I knew it was time for me to transition. It was time for me to um, find something else to do. And that chapter of my my life was over. So uh, that's that's when the transition uh, really uh, in my head it solidified. It was time for a transition.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that that's what Adam Benetieri had to deal with this year, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to everybody. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not everybody, not those select few like Peyton Manning that get to go out on top.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, even even then, I mean, that was debatable. Was he really on top? I don't know. I mean, he was kind Super of being Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's if that's how you're going to look at it. Yeah. That works. <laughs> yeah. But on a personal level, yeah, it definitely took the team to help him get there. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So since, uh, like we were just talking, a lot of people don't necessarily make it after leaving the NFL or any other sports league or like winning the lottery. Uh, statistically speaking, most people don't stay rich after they win the lottery. It's really all about mindset. So I know you wrote about that in your book, um, in your last book. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about uh, the moment you realized that you were onto something, that your sec- your success wasn't just a coincidence?
0: Um. Success is an arbitrary word, right? Mm -hmm. Um,
2: It's how we define it.
0: Yeah, success. When I was young, was if I could own a house, you know, that's successful. Right. If I could pay my bills, that's successful. Mm -hmm. So we have to, you know, for each person, success is different. Um, but for myself, I just knew that I've gained so. So richly from the relationships and the experiences that I've, uh, that I, that I experienced during, you know, that time from all the way up today to 34, when I retired, going to my next chapter, just knowing that there was, there was a, a, a whole lot more to be accomplished out here and, and still going after that. Um, and even to this day, still pursuing it. So you know, I think success for me is is an ongoing ongoing thing. It's not like a it's not it's not an end game it's not an end zone to it it's not a stop sign to it it's a it's it's going into until, until you stop going as a person until your heart stop beating and your and your brain stop um functioning uh that's how I look at success. And as long as I'm here, as long as I can provide for my family and we can live a comfortable life, I think I'm, I'm successful. Um, I know I've had times where uh, success wasn't necessarily the word that you would define a moment in life, like being scammed for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's not that's not been in, in some words in some ways successful. So we, we all have our times where we're, we're less than successful in our own definition, and to address you know what you guys were talking about, as far as people don't make it and you know go broke after leaving the game, you know, we come into this game at the age of 20, 21, 22, 23 years old. But what people have to understand is that if you give anybody Anybody, the level of notoriety, money, and access that you get as athletes, if that person is not surrounded by the right team of people, he or she is bound to fail mm. in any walk of life. I don't care what, what walk of life. And, and And for me, I always try to put that in perspective with people because I think sometimes the connotation of that is, man, athletes are so dumb with their money and athletes are, you know, it, no, you, you, you do that with anyone at that, at that young age and they're not surrounded by the right group of advisors. Right. Uh, most of them will fail. So, and, and I just look at, I just look at us as just like anybody else in our society. Because we're, we're no different. We get up, we go to work. We, the only difference is we play a sport that everybody else get to watch. Other than that, we're the same as everybody else.
2: Mm. Mm. Hey, at what point do you think you, you had your, let's call it an awakening, when you realized that moments like when you, okay, when you lost $750,000, when you realized that, that it wasn't a failure? That that was, that was
0: like a fail forward kind of move. Yeah. Um, you know what? And it's just the way that you process that stuff for, for a long time. I was angry. I was pissed. Mm -hmm. If I would have caught the guy out on the street, I probably would have been locked up for things that I wanted to do with him. But then at, at, at at some point, you know, you have to realize that learn from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that was Mm -hmm. one of the biggest reasons that I got into the financial industry. Because I wanted to understand how to manage my own financial affairs without having to necessarily take somebody word for what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong. What what is, you know, all of the 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 language and verbiage and understanding that comes along with it. I Mm -hmm. wanted to know that for myself.
2: Right. So
0: I just see that that as a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Education.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I've learned it. I've learned some pretty expensive lessons myself. Never never it's that right. amount, but Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't even think um the Ivy League costs that much.
2: <laughs> but
0: you know, that's that's really how I look at mm-hmm. look at it now.
2: Yeah.
0: And over time it, it's helped me to be a, a better, smarter, more accomplished um individual. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, no, I I definitely see that myself. I mean, you know, we, I was in a situation just this year where we were going to have, you know, 50 to 75 trail runs around the country. And obviously to have that many events, you know, you had to put some resources into it. And COVID comes along and says, uh-uh, no return for you this year. Change of plans. So it's just like, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I can I definitely uh, get where you're coming from. But anyway, at the top of the show, I spoke about uh, how, I've been coming a bit of a black belt and master connecting. And, and you know, it's something I've, I'm new at because for the longest time, you know, I was trying to be the super solopreneur that did everything. However, I find that I'm really gifted at making my wins on the back end of strategically introducing people to each other. And uh, recently talking to a 20 a something who was trying to help others with his platform with, uh, you know, something that he really didn't have quite figured out for himself which was really his own direction. Um, You know, we, we got together, had a little bit of a discovery call and, and, you know, I'm trying to figure out like, so who are you, who are you looking to, you know, get connected to? Who, who are you, you know, wanting in your life sort of thing. And, and really from what I could tell, and he actually got upset at this, cut, cut the, the, the call short. He's like, from what I could tell, he just wanted to hang out. And I'm like, Okay, usually when you're networking, you're actually trying to achieve something. So, when let me ask you something, like when you're building relationships, do you strategically do it these days or are you just randomly meeting folks? Does
0: <laughs> Um I'm 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 very strategic with it. Even when I send out my calendar invite, one of the things that I that I put on the calendar invite is uh is worded something like what's your desire list your desire outcomes for what we're for our meeting today. Mm. So that,
2: that's a great, want, that's a great thing. To, that's a great idea.
0: Yeah. Because I, I, I want to know the uh, objective of, of mm-hmm. 30 minutes that we're going to spend on the phone or on video. Mm-hmm. I want to know what, what you're trying to get accomplished. Um, so I know where I can help at, uh, kind of preliminary preliminarily before we even get on the call. Mm -hmm. So it's very strategic. I think early on I was, Hey, just happy to talk to somebody. And, but now with, with the time being so (laughs) of the essence, so to speak and Mm -hmm. so valuable now Mm -hmm. you you have to protect, you have to protect the time. And Mm -hmm. I can, I connect with anybody on LinkedIn. But I don't necessarily um, give everybody my time on LinkedIn. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: That makes
1: yeah. sense. So, so how do you how do you gauge a win 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 scenario? Um,
0: I, I think it's different. Sometimes, sometimes it could just be a win scenario. If I mm-hmm. can help somebody else win, um, that's great. Uh, I feel like I've done. I've done what my purpose tell me I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be something where, Hey, if I'm, if I'm, if I have a agenda also, mm-hmm. um, it could just be a win on my side where mm-hmm. somebody is, is helping me. Um, and I may not have anything to offer. And I think a lot of times that that get, kind of confused because you're not always gonna have something to necessarily offer an equal exchange of resources or, or anything like that every time you're on the phone call with somebody sometimes I do get on the phone where or on a call or in a meeting where hey I'm, I'm going and and you know I'm looking out for something to push me forward and if I can I, I will help somebody else uh, move forward but you know it doesn't always happen that way. But you always go into a conversation, into a meeting with some sort of outcome that you want to see from the time that you spent. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. if you can get closer to that outcome or if you can fulfill that outcome, no matter if it's an outcome that's going to benefit you, benefit them or benefit you both. That's a winning conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, and I, I I love that because, again, I mean, I, it just seems so many people today, you know, it's just the difference between, I think, winning, having those winning conversations and just regular conversations that people have is that you're actually constructively trying to, you know, come to some sort of agreement to act or connect or fill in the blank you know, as opposed to, Oh, the sky is blue. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I know, you know, the, the <laughs> clouds, but yeah. yeah literally it's literally like,
2: talking about the weather.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah. And, and here's what, here, here's what I love. Um, I had a couple conversations like this over like the last maybe seven days. I had one this morning. I reached out to a guy. I say, Hey, I have an idea that I want to discuss with you to see if you can help me with it. Very straightforward. Mm-hmm. I have this idea. Hey, I want to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Within within the first 7 minutes I told him my idea. He's like, "I absolutely love it." He's like, "We can help you with that idea. We can help you storyboard it, uh, put the website together. We're in." And I and and within really 7 minutes. We had 30 minutes already prescribed for this phone call. We ended the call in 7 <laughs> minutes.
2: Wow. Mm. And oh, I had man. another
0: call like that uh a uh, a couple uh like last week where it was just like a, a 12 minute phone call hey here's the agenda here's why I was calling um you know of course we share the pleasantries how are you doing this and that and the other then mm-hmm. we get right to business and man can we can we execute on this yes we'll love to this is how we'll be able to do it Great. What's the first thing I need to do? Cool. I'll get that done. Great phone call.
1: (laughs) Love it. Love it. See, and that's that's I think that's really what separates a lot of a lot of folks is that they maybe they just don't have an agenda with, you know, really optimizing their time when it comes to working with other people. And a lot of people will kind of you know, look down upon that and be like, okay, why am I here? year question mark mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah
0: i think networking comes with like a connotation that hey we just getting to know each other and, and that's part of it but i think people don't think of it as it's also a business conversation
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and i think a lot of people are like really, just scared. And this was me when I first got out here after after leaving football. Man, when do I really ask for what I'm really here to ask for? I don't. I don't want him to come off. As, I don't want to come off as needy. I don't want to come off as man. I'm just here for my own for my own purposes. And I think a lot of people are just scared to like just be blunt and be honest mm-hmm. and say. Hey man um, I see that you're doing this, this, and that. Here's where I'm at, and I thought that you may be able to help me to do x, y, and z would mm-hmm. you be would you be open to helping yeah. and you know it's a it's a yes or no, or maybe i let me get more information, but come out and and ask for what it is that that you that you're needing help on what you need to move forward. Let people know, understand who you are, where you are, what you're doing, what you're trying to get accomplished, because without doing that, you'd never move forward. Mm.
2: I think that's a great way to get past the difficulty in difficult conversations.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: I think that's that's a fantastic strategy. I, I honestly I'm thinking of taking it on myself <laughs> 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 as we're talking. So, so what keeps, what keeps you going? What, what makes you want to jump up out of bed every day and, and go live, go live your life that day?
0: Uh, where do I start? Um, <laughs> it's, it's just for me, it's, it's about what does this day hold? Like what, what's going to happen today? Mm-hmm. How many people can I influence a day? I, I think about my, um, I think about my purpose statement, with excellence being the standard, my purpose is to enhance the lives of others through any expertise or resources, resources available to me within reason and with respect from my, for my family, whom are primary, making every effort to transform strangers and associates alike into extended family members. Okay. Where am I going to be able to execute that today? Mm-hmm.
2: That, does, that does make it sound exciting. Whatever's coming up, it, makes it, sound, it just makes the day sound exciting. That's a great it way may- to look at it.
0: And just being curious mm-hmm. what what's this next call yeah how is this gonna how is this gonna play out you know i yeah. got I got this whole list of hot prospects up here mm-hmm. that I emailed all of them this morning. what's gonna come back? Am I gonna be able to close this? You know it's just getting up and just man, just taking on life, mm-hmm. taking on the challenges, um giving people life, inspiring other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a basketball coach now with my girls, uh, uh, high school basketball team. And I told all those girls yesterday, I I love them to death because they give me something to come out here and be really passionate about. And they Mm -hmm. take it on and they listen and they go out and try to execute and me watching them grow. Like all of that stuff is special. Um, and, and it's so many, it's so many little things that I get into in life that I'm ready to get up the next day. And I'm not ready to go to bed. I'm not ready to go to bed right now (laughs) because I want to get it all in, and then I want to get up early to see what's next.
2: Yeah, I I live. I live by that curiosity too. I'm kind of. I'm. I'm. Excuse me. I'm kind of the same way, where it's hard for me to answer the question. You know, what do you do for fun? Because I literally, I tried. I have fun wherever I'm, wherever I'm at, whoever I'm talking to, whatever I'm doing. Right. I literally, I try look for. There's something, I'm having a good time. I'm either exploring, I'm getting to know someone, I'm, you know, getting to know myself, whatever the case is, you know. So what, what would you call a bad day?
0: I can't have a bad day. I have bad moments within a day.
2: Okay. So what do you, what do, you do to pull yourself, um, to get yourself back on track when you're in, within those moments?
0: Just, just that, understanding that is a bad moment.
2: Okay.
0: Um, it kind of It's, it's kind of like, you know, if you understand football a little bit, mm-hmm. when a defensive back gets beat for a long touchdown, you got to have a short memory because mm-hmm. you got to come right back the next the next series and you got to get back out there and play. So when something bad happens, understanding that this is a moment, just like I I, I, I talk to people about coronavirus. Right. And, and I tell them, if you stretch out a measuring tape for 85 inches, that's our lifespan. How long are we going to be in this coronavirus uh, pandemic? Two years—that's a long time. Let's just say two years. But if you say two years over the span of eighty-five, that's a short moment in time. What are we going to do with that short moment in time? Are we going to let that short moment in time cripple us, or are we going to let this short moment in time make us better? Mm. So that's how I look like. That's that's what I look at. Like when things go wrong, go bad. Am I going to let this cripple me? and let it ruin my, all, the rest of my day? Or am I gonna let it be something that fuels me, under, uh, get an understanding for it, be better for it, or whatever I can do to switch this around so it makes me better, and makes the day, or the week, or the month, or the year, or whatever it is, turn into something positive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think a lot of times you, you, you'll you find yourself kind of like, kind of like that, you know, the situation that I had with that 20-something-year-old, right, is just like like, it was a bad moment it's just like am i doing something wrong or is he just not educated (laughs) or is he ignorant or am i just like what what's going on here you know you have that get that one that one meme in your head of the the one dude that kind of turns around he's like looking cockeyed and he's like all those question marks come around his head i'm like (laughs) what's going on here but yeah yeah um sometimes you
0: gotta sit in those moments for a while because yeah. you got to process it and you got to think through it, like like I said with the coronavirus. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of processing to understand how do we turn turn this situation into something that's going to become good in the future for us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that maybe I need to get better at setting expectations. Maybe that was what that. I don't know. I just this is kind of interesting. But um, <laughs> as as we're moving forward here into uh, the rest of the 2020 and 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 going into 2021. What are some of the things that, you know, due to the pandemic and, you know, really kind of maybe changing uh, how you've had a perspective on how you do things? What are you looking forward to doing? Man, I,
0: the pandemic has allowed me to sit down and really do a lot of critical thinking about how I present myself social media wise. Um, mm. That That's been that's been huge because now. I haven't been able to run around and kill a lot of time on the road, going to lunch, doing this, doing that. Man, everything is right here in front of me, on this computer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've had mm-hmm. to figure out how to really exercise everything that's digital. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe because of that, when we come out of this pandemic, I'm going to be in a position to win more often um, mm-hmm. in, in the digital form. Because of everything that I'm doing now, and I'm learning about how to uh, how to get myself out there better um, using this computer
2: <laughs>
0: um, nice. so so that's that's been the one big thing for for me um, as I you know try to put myself in position to win once this moment in time is is over.
1: Mm-hmm. great great love it so uh, wrapping up the conversation here real quick we're going to go through the rapid fire questions segment and this is the segment where we will ask you rapid fire questions but you mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to answer rapidly yourself you can give context you can you know really kind of dive deep into an answer if you need to uh, so the first question is who are three influencers or teachers that have launched you to where you're at today
0: um my mom my dad and all of my coaches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one, one, a lot. I love
2: it. <laughs> so, if you could ask anyone living or dead a question, who would you ask and what would you ask them?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Anybody living or dead? Um, I would probably. I, I need to. I, I need to have that conversation with Jesus one on one and and ah. understand. And understand a, a, a lot of the stuff that was left behind in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And um there's not one question that I it no, you know what I would just say? I would just say, teach me. <laughs> oh,
2: very good.
1: <laughs> that's 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 better than WTF, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I want I want I want to learn all all, all of these things and and, and I wanna understand.
1: Yeah. Love that. Love that. What issue do you believe people ought to be talking about yet? Hardly one is. Um, Why are we so effing divided
0: in this country? But mm. we're talking about it, but we're not talking about it in a way where we're trying to understand each other.
1: Or be conscriptive about it. Right. Yeah.
0: Good point. Yeah.
2: What advice do you hear adults giving children that you often you want to just call BS on that?
0: Um, okay. I give a little bit more context with this.
2: Okay.
0: I I hate when adults act like they never been 13, 14, 15, 16 years old before. And they Mm -hmm. act like they were so much different when they were 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. And they're not understanding with those teenage kids Mm -hmm. as if they never been through it. They were just so much better when they were that young. That's that's what I want to say
1: about that one. Mm, I agree. mm. And what's the secret to achieving personal freedom? The secret to achieving personal freedom
0: is really being honest and true with yourself, not lying to yourself. That's hard to do because we have so many different expectations that's put on us from the outside of who we should be, what we should be, what we should be doing, how we should be saying this, how we should look, how we should dress. All of these things be true to yourself. If, mm. if it goes, if, if you feel a certain way about a decision that you're making that doesn't feel good to you, you're probably not making the right decision
1: within mm. yourself. Well, that definitely cleared something up for me. Love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, Des, that was, that's been a great chat with you today. Again, people can find you at DesClarkSpeaks.com. Where can people find you on the socials?
0: Oh, man. First of all, they could call me at 863-581-5161. That's my personal cell phone number. Text me, call me. I try to be available. Man, I love talking to people. They can get me on social media, Instagram, um, Twitter, uh, at That's D-E-Z, Clark 88 That's D-E-Z, Clark88. And the best place if you really want um, inter- to interact with me on social media is on insta not Instagram, but on LinkedIn. That's where I spend most of my time at. Don't spend a whole lot of time on Facebook, but on both of those um, social media platforms, it's just my
1: name, Desmond Clark. All right. Well, Des, again, thanks so much. And uh, it's been a pleasure, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on.
2: It was a pleasure meeting you.
0: A pleasure meeting you too. You guys go out and keep killing it.
1: So there you have it. You know, It's not too often that I have the opportunity to have professional athletes on the show. And in the grand scheme of things, there aren't really that many of them. And uh, plus, once they're out of the sport, they kind of tend to take their private life very seriously. And why not? I mean, they've been in front of cameras and being scrutinized really for at least 10 years, right? If not more. So I'm glad that Des has really taken the time to share his story with others as well as uh, his perspectives on how to win. Um, I've had the pleasure to read his second book. And, and I have to, I mean, it's really, really insightful. Uh, it really takes the conversation to that next level. Uh, speaking of that. Uh, the show, No Extras, features some highlights of Dez during his playing years, an uh, interview on the You and Me This Morning show on WSCI U back in uh, 2016. And in that conversation, he's actually talking about an upcoming event, but also his role as the president of the NFL Alumni uh, Chicago chapter. Uh, and then there's also a couple of interviews from this past year. One is with Kevin Hicks of the Communion with Kevin show. And then there's one with M. Shum, of fireside chicago again you can check those out in the show notes at newinceptions.com 192 so that's it wrap for 192 remember if you're wanting to start in 2021 on the right foot do yourself a favor and check your personal inventory when it comes to your passion purpose and process again you can grab my guide to do so uncover your personal mission at newinceptions.com personal mission guide So with that said, thanks for spending some time with Des, Yael, and me. Uh, Until next session, dig in, have fun, and take care in whatever you're creating. And we'll see you back here next time.
2: Thanks for listening to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Connect with us at home, at work, or on the go at facebook.com slash newinceptions, on Twitter, at New Inceptions, Instagram, at new.inceptions,
1: and on the web, at newinceptions.com.